I've got to do everything I can to make sure I don't get hurt anymore. And the only tool I've ever learned is to go on the offense rather than defense. Right, to lash out. To lash out, to hurt, to make somebody else be in as much pain as I am. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, what to do when your wife won't stop being verbally abusive. Yep, it's the deep end of the pool today. Yeah, this is probably going to be a heavy one. Yep, but it's also an important one. Yep. Okay, here we go. Here's someone who uh, wrote in to us with kind of a heavy situation. So we're going to start off kind of light and then we're going to kind of end up heavy here. But it's a, it's a legitimate situation and this husband is not the only one who's in this situation. Here's what he says. Whenever we disagree on something, it might even be a small thing. My wife gets really, really angry because she feels like I'm attacking her by my different point of view. And then she starts to hurt me. She keeps bringing up stuff related to the topic, but then slowly it starts to be everything. And she just doesn't stop until she hurts me as much as she can. Mm. She even brings up that I should find someone else, that we should get divorced, and that we should not be married. This incredibly emotional reaction, this incredibly um, attacking posture. When I hear this kind of description, I think of kind of a a wounded animal response where teeth and claws and it's this feeling of life and death kind of situation. Yeah. This is a hard and a heavy situation. And there is a kind of a, a clear path through some of this. Um, But what does it stir in you as you hear kind of this description of the situation, darling? Oh, it just makes me really sad. Yeah. Honestly, I mean. This is a perfect example of an extreme case of survival brain. This is what it looks like when someone is not in their thinking rational brain, but they're in their survival brain. I've got to do everything I can to make sure I don't get hurt anymore. And the only tool I've ever learned the only tool I've ever learned is to go on the offense rather than defense. Right, to lash out. To lash out, to hurt, to to make somebody else be in as much pain as I am in an attempt to stop them from hurting me, which rarely works because now you're triggering their defensive brain and you have two incredibly hurt, incredibly wounded people just sur- trying to survive. It's like two drowning people jumping on top of each other trying to get a breath. And when you feel like you're going to die, you're not thinking about the needs or the experiences of of the the other other person. person. And again, this is probably two things, either a learned behavior because of the childhood she grew up in. And this is the only tool she had available to her because no one would listen to her. No one would understand. No one would validate. No one would empathize. Or it could actually be a cultural issue as well. There are some cultures that... Don't put as much emphasis on emotional intelligence and put more emphasis on the tangible, um, uh, intense kind of uh, relational experiences. I'm not going to list any uh, cultural things because I'll get them wrong. 
But there are cultures that have no problem arguing and fighting with each other with a lot of intensity until it's all done. And then they go off and they have a great family time together and it just doesn't bother them. And then there's other cultures that are just very stoic and very reserved. And that kind of emotional intensity feels completely wrong and just completely out of place. Right. I don't know what the situation is here, but I do know that it still results in the same in the same consequence, which is one person getting extremely hurt because this other person is continues to throw punches. Again, the picture I have, the metaphor I have in my head is um, this boxing ring. It's actually not a boxing ring. It's more of a brawl. It's a right. street brawl. And someone's on the ground covering their face, trying not to get hit. And the other person's sitting on top, just, just punch, after punch, after punch yeah. after punch after punch after punch after punch after punch until they are unconscious, bleeding, and severely injured. Because again, in a street brawl, you are in that survival, kill or be killed mentality. Right. Unfortunately, most arguments in marriage shouldn't be a street brawl mentality. It no, shouldn't be a. None of them should be. I'm in. A, I'm in this to save my life. Yeah, none of them should be. Um, but if someone is in that mental state. Um, there is little to nothing that the husband in this situation can, can. do right. to change or fix his wife. He right. can't talk kindlier to her. No. He can't find the right tone that's going to kind of get her. It's actually her problem, not his. And I'll just say it bluntly and directly. It is her inability to emotionally regulate, to have her executive function online where she can stop and look at herself and her behaviors and evaluate, is my response proportional to the situation that's happening right now? Right. And be able to evaluate and adapt or adjust her behaviors. Right. And this, of course, is assuming that the husband isn't starting out with an attacking response or attacking point of view to begin with. Does well, we're, we're going off of what has, is what said here, said. which is if he just disagrees with her right, exactly, and, just, and just has a different perspective on something yes. in this person's mind for a lot of individuals, if they don't have complete and total 100% agreement, agreement or congruence with their perspective, if anyone disagrees or challenges them in any way, it immediately triggers that survival, yes. I am in danger and now I have to fight for my life. Right. And that is difficult to relate to. I think early in our marriage that that was hard for me when you wouldn't didn't agree with me or you had disagreed with something. Mm-hmm. To me, it felt like criticism, like something was wrong with my choice and I had to fight to, I didn't have very good emotional regulation or you can have your view and I can have my view, and but we can still be... Differentiated. Yes. I had a very difficult time being differentiated. Yeah. But you also did not attack me. You no. didn't lash out and say that we should get divorced. You didn't right. lash out and say that I'm a horrible human being and bring up every other fight or conflict in our relationship. Correct. Some people who don't have those skills, like you're talking about early in, in our marriage, if someone isn't agreeing with them or if they're dis- being disagreed with, they'll kind of just shut down walk away they'll withdraw in some way but that's almost that is better than emotionally destroying another human being who's in the same room with right you. those words the first time are hurtful yeah the second time they're even more hurtful the third fourth fifth sixth time they begin to erode who yeah. you believe 
yourself to be. They yeah. affect who, how you think about yourself. Yeah. And so yeah. that's one of the reasons why it becomes so destructive. Not only are you destroying your marriage, but you're also destroying the person and their character and yeah. who they believe themselves to be. Yeah. And it's just awful. In most situations in marital conflict, we are kind of balanced in terms of if you tend to approach a situation in a healthy, regulated, appropriate mental state, then it tends to encourage the other person to be in a healthy mental state as well. Yes. But in this situation, the other person is so emotionally dysregulated. Yes. And again, it doesn't have the ability to have what I call meta awareness. They can step out of the side of their body and evaluate their behaviors. They're missing that ability to evaluate themselves in the moment. Because their brain is that survival brain is kicked in. Mm -hmm. Their thinking logical frontal cortex, their neocortex here, the thinking rational part of your brain is turned off and they're in their limbic system. That's what we call the survival brain. That is the survive at all costs. And until they can regulate themselves, you should not try to enter into any sort of conversation, resolution discussion as to what happened and whose opinion was what or what perspective because it will not lead to anything productive no they, they can't hear it nope and, and it just comes across as more criticism yeah. or as viewed as it as being attacked exactly and even as you're trying to point out listen hey let's calm down let's try to get regulated they'll take that as what you think it's all my problem and yeah they get defensive as well as you try to regulate the entire situation and so the only option in these situations are boundaries and yes. I would suggest you put those boundaries in place when you are out of the situation. You're not doing it in the moment. You're going, listen, this is how we tend to fight. This is the situation. This is how it tends to end up being. And I can't continue to do this anymore. So the next time this happens and you start to attack me, you start to do character assassination, you start to threaten divorce, you start to call me names, you start to bring up everything that's in the past. Right. Anytime you start to resort to these kind of things, I am going to tell you that I am walking away and getting out of the situation until we can both be in a calm and regulated state. I'm not walking away forever, but I'm going to walk away for at least one hour. And right. I use the one hour mark because it takes about 45 minutes for your brain to uh, reabsorb all, all of those, those chemicals. chemicals, the neurochemistry that kind of triggers all that stuff. So I'll be back in one hour to check on you, see how we're doing. And if we're both in a good state, then we can talk about whatever the situation is that we disagree on and talk about. And we will talk about it until we either come to resolution or the situation starts to deteriorate again and we'll put another boundary in place and we'll walk away again. If you try that two or three times and it completely goes sideways, it just does not work at all, then the only other option is you have to put a third person in the room. Yes. You have you have to have someone mediate that conversation who can hold the space for both of you. Right. That's where a professional gets brought into us, a professional counselor. Sometimes a pastor can do some of that. Um, sometimes a friend, but not often. That friend has to be really well trained in some of this. But you need to have an objective third person kind of in the room to address this this whole situation um, because you're not going to get you're not going to get these issues resolved in any way, shape, or form. And it's actually not healthy and it's not loving to continue to allow your spouse to treat you that way. It doesn't yes. actually help them. It doesn't. No. Help the marriage it it it's never appropriate to lay on the ground while someone pummels you 
to to walk into a situation knowing you're going to get that's going to happen. Right. That's, that's just not sustainable in a relationship, but it's painful. Yeah. And I'm very. and I feel really really heavy for this for this husband who obviously loves his wife who right. obviously wants to th- see things better. That was only about a quarter of the email. Right. It was a much longer and much more in detailed in depth uh, description of what's going on. And I want him to get freedom. I don't want him to be treated this way. The marriage won't survive. Right. I, and, and he'll walk out, out of this. I'll use these terms very, this terms very intentionally here. He'll walk out of this abusive relationship and go into another relationship with all this baggage now. And yeah. he needs to process all of this, this abuse that he's taking. This is abuse. This right. is where one person is completely uh, overpowering somebody else and and destroying their humanity. Yes. And, and that's that's a painful reality. It's also not just wives to husbands. Uh, husbands do this to wives. Sure. This is not gender-based. This no. is uh, mental health-based. This is healthy human being-based. And I don't care if it's a husband or a wife who's being treated this way. The boundary piece that needs to be put in place. You need to get some outside help. And you need to get yourself safe. If this continues on and on and on and it isn't stopping and it's tending to escalate, you need to get yourself some space. Again, my my recommendations for separation is when home feels like a battle zone. Right. When you are constantly being wounded and you can't relax. We're supposed to have a place in this world where we can go home and let down, let down emotionally, let down yeah. physically, and we don't have to be on guard about against being hurt, about being injured and threatened all the right. time. And if that's what home is, then your emotional health is being compromised if you can't find that safe space of yeah. home is a battle zone. So it's time to separate at that moment. Oof. Yeah, this is a heavy one for today. Yeah. But this is the reality that some people are facing. Yeah. And if you're listening to this podcast right now and this isn't your situation, I'm betting really good money that you know somebody who's been through this situation. Unfortunately, this does happen to a lot of individuals and you might not have known what to say to them or how to help them. And now you might have one or two more tools to just help you be a better friend towards Mm -hmm. them and to help provide that safe space or that safe counsel or safe guidance to help whoever you know who's in the situation to no longer be treated this way. Yeah. Sound good? Sounds good. We hope this is helpful. We hope that it's okay kind of going into the deep end of the pool on this podcast and dealing with the more uh, significant issues. Um, But again, we know many of you are in that situation. So we hope you find it helpful and insightful and engaging. If you need more help, you can actually email us, paul at securemarriage.com or shannon at securemarriage.com or go to securemarriage.com. And we have uh, assessments and we have coaching and we have online programs. We're continuing to build out that library so that you can get your marriage help. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you next time. All righty. Goodbye. Bye.